The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Curtis uh, Arnold. Uh, he is the leading expert on credit cards and also prepaid debit cards. Uh, he was the founder of CardRatings.com and also on a relatively new website, uh, BestPrepaidDebitCards.com. Welcome to the show, Curtis. Hey, thanks, Jordan. Good to be back. It's been a while. You bet. Uh, let's start with the credit card uh, environment a little bit first before we get to some of the specific better credit cards. We had the big card act, I guess it went into effect in uh, 2009. What have been some of the big impacts of that uh, law on the kind of credit cards consumers are seeing these days? Yeah, hey, thanks for asking that. And the uh, interestingly enough, the timing of that question is great because the Consumer Protection Bureau just did a uh, report saying, how has this card impact impacted consumers? And so they did some research, and they looked back, you know, 2009, 2008, as opposed prior to the CARD Act, as opposed to today. What they found is it's all good news for consumers. Um, they found interest rates have dropped. We've got this on cardratings.com, the report. But they've dropped a couple of percentage points on average. Um, now, I don't know that you can attribute all that to the to, to the Consumer Protection Card Act, but I think it was part of it. So interest rates have dropped, and then also over-limit fees, which uh, were a big part of this Card Act. Of course, the Card Act basically made over-limit fees uh, non-existent, uh, practically non-existent. You could still, as a consumer, you can still opt in and you know have your item paid if it goes over your limit and get dinged with the fee, but very, very few consumers have actually done that. So they're saying, I think the number was uh, two, $2 billion something uh, that consumers have saved just on that one fee alone in the last few years. So <clears throat> you're talking significant savings. Uh, and then, you know, the CARD Act includes a lot of other things uh, where consumers have, have saved money. Having said all that, it's still not a perfect uh, utopia that we're living in today, and the card issuers have figured out ways to to get around the card act uh, business cards uh, that you know small business and corporate credit cards are not subject to the card act so there's still uh, loopholes and ways around it but i think the net effect overall has been very positive for consumers on the personal side what are some of the things that credit card companies have done to get around the card act to slip in other fees or other penalties of various types yeah i mean there you know card issuers soon after the card act came out with new fees that we had not seen before. Uh, we thought, some consumer advocates thought that, you know, there would be just mayhem and, uh, and, and all these fee- new fees would pop up. And that happened on a limited degree, but it kind of evened out. But um, we have seen a, new, a few new fees, nothing significant, though, that's really stuck. Uh, you know, soon after the CARD Act, they came up with, uh, with different names, but basically a redemption fee, 
uh, on reward cards. You know, if you went delinquent on your account, they could kind of hold your rewards hostage and you had to pay a fee. Well, that kind of subsided, and I don't even know any cards that still do that. Um, so there was a bit of... Now, on the subprime front, which subprime cards are cards for people with bad credit, uh, we definitely have seen a lot more you know, front-end fees. Um, there's ways... To, you know, they limited the fees on subprime or, or bad credit credit cards. The Card Act did. But we also, they did not limit interest rates. So, you know, one card, uh, and I don't mind naming names personally, but uh, First Premier, they used to have fees that, that totaled two to $300 a year prior to the Card Act. Well, those fees were curtailed significantly, but the interest rate on their cards, which used, they used to advertise, was as low as 9.9%, which is amazing for a, a subprime card. But soon after the Card Act, that 9.9% rate shot up. I think initially they were at 79.9. Wow. <laughs> They've come off that. I think the last time I checked, they were down in the uh, 39% range, uh, a bit more palatable, but still uh, obviously they, high they, they, can, they can only do that in states like uh, South Dakota and Delaware where they have no usury ceilings, right? They couldn't do that in Arkansas or New York, a place where there's usury ceilings, right? Well, the, yeah, the states, you know, like you mentioned, are more friendly, Delaware, South Dakota. But, you know, even Arkansas, we had a law in the book, because that's where we're based, card ratings, and uh, we had a law in the books for years. But there was, uh, gosh, several years ago, the legislators decided it was hurting our business of our state, so they figured out a way to to work around that. And so we don't, we don't even have that law in the books anymore, although... Uh, we still have two banks here in Arkansas that have the lowest rates, you know, some of the lowest rates in the country, which we can talk more about later. But sure. So that tradition here in Arkansas having low rate cars continues, but the laws is gone. Uh, so, which is sad, but uh, but we do have a strong consumer protection bureau now that we've never had. Still fairly new, you know, a couple of years old thereabouts. What, what is your evaluation of so, what is your evaluation of how the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has been doing on the card front so far? How they have been doing? Yeah, I mean, is, have they been effective? And uh, are there, or what is your evaluation of how they've been been uh, you know and they're pretty new in effect here? Yeah, have they no, done a good job or not? And uh, you know, they've been very active in the on the card front. Um, they have uh, done a lot of things, so it's a lot more in lip service. They've, you know, find, slapped, done more than slapped hands. They've offered some pretty significant, uh, you know, uh, judgments uh, levied against card issuers, and and they have uh, been very active. And I think the net effect is that card issuers are very nervous, uh, or especially initially, they've kind of come off that some. They're not quite as nervous because there was a lot of uncertainty. And they felt like they had a big target on their back, so it's kind of a flip. It's kind of a double-edged sword. It's been good because now someone there's a sheriff in town that's patrolling this, but card issuers have been nervous too, and so some of the things, you know, positive things for consumers uh, that you see in a normal competitive environment. We haven't seen as much of, although that's that's changing as card issuers have got more comfortable with the Protection Bureau. But uh, you know, so it's it's a bit of a mixed bag. I think overall, though, it's been positive. There have been a lot of complaints to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau about 
credit card abuses. It's one centralized place to complain. What do consumers complain about the most with credit card companies these days? Well, the um, a lot of those typical things that we heard about, you know, several years ago, um, have subsided. Uh, we still, you know, you still see a lot of complaints on the subprime front that we mentioned. Um, you still see, um, you know, ways to, uh, you know, a typical thing would be for a card issuer to market at what's called add-on services. So this could be identity protection type thing. This could, you know, those little. Typically, you'll see them in your statements if you still get snail mail, and they'll be stuffed in your statements. Uh, those, you know, those kind of, uh, for example, debt settlement, debt, you know, debt repair, which is a ripoff. I'm sure you've talked about it in your program many times. You know, identity protection, which I'm, you know, is a bit of a ripoff in and of itself. Uh, these kind of things, uh, you know, just different services, uh, credit scores, which are credit monitoring services, I should say which most of the time, I don't know your opinion of them, but ours is usually pretty negative. But So they're hawking these add-on uh, services, obviously, because they've got some, uh, it's like cross-selling a, uh, you know, a service to you. Uh, and it can be pretty lucrative for the card issuer. So that's, uh, that's still a thing that gets complained about. And so there's, you know, the, the card issuers are still uh, pretty aggressive, and they're, they're still coming after folks for sure. So give me an overall sense of the kind of availability of credit. After the Card Act came out, then you had the kind of credit crunch of 2009, people getting their credit lines cut dramatically. Uh, are we back to where it was before there, or kind of what is the general sense of availability of credit through credit cards these days? Yeah, and that's another thing that was brought out in this report by the Protection Bureau recently that we got on card ratings. Um, you know, that was a big concern because not only due to the card act but again probably more so if not it, it more so due to this the uh, credit crunch we did saw credit lines uh slashed dramatically during the the height of the credit crunch and the card act kind of exacerbated that uh because card issuers went into this hunker down mode and so they very protective protective type mentality where they wanted to cut their exposure and so they slashed a lot of credit lines dramatically. Uh, you know, there was horror stories back then. A lot of, you know, a lot of people got hit where, as you remember, Jordan, maybe they've got a $10,000 limit and they've got a $5,000 balance and they cut their line down to $5,001 where they, you know, had a few bucks available credit. So it got really ugly, but good news is, and a lot of people thought the card act would make it worse. I think it did make it worse initially. Just from that simply hunker down mode and the card issuers, there was a lot of uncertainty about the card act and about the protection bureau. But the good news now is is that they've eased up, and uh, credit lines are, are uh, haven't overall been cut significantly. And I forget the numbers. I was just looking at it. I can pull it up for you here in a little bit. But there, I think it was two trillion dollars of uh, unused credit available on cards that consumers aren't tapping into. But part of that, Jordan, is consumers, as you know, coming out of the credit crunch in the last few years, have really cut down on their debt on cards and paid off a lot of their debt. So I'm sure that's part of that as well. But bottom line is, there's still a ton of credit available for consumers. There's definitely been an easing of, of credit lines that are available. Um, now, one thing that the Card Act did is it said you, as a card issuer, can no longer give uh, me as a consumer automatic credit line increases. 
And so consumers do have to request those now. Now, that doesn't mean that they're any stingier about giving them. But, uh, you know, gosh, a few years ago, leading up to the CARD Act, card issuers were notorious. You'd get pretty, as as your credit was good and you maintained your account responsibly, you'd get pretty regular, you know, once or twice a year automatic credit line increases. And those we're not seeing much of at all due to the CARD Act. Indeed. So, okay, so credit is more available. How about standards for applying, uh, for um, approving credit applications? Are they tougher now or are they loosened up, the credit card companies? Well, that's a legacy that I think the, and I think it's more not, not the card act, but it's more the credit crunch is going to leave with us for quite a while. Um, and that is the, the credit standards, uh, you know, shot up significantly during the height of the credit crunch because the default rates among consumers, uh, you and I were defaulting, uh, a lot of, you know, on our card payments. And that means simply that we were, either late or just totally unable to pay our, our, our debts on cards. And so as a result, credit cards are basically an unsecured loan when it gets down to it. And so card issuers had to, you know, they had to cut credit lines to limit their exposure because they were losing money. And they also had to increase on new accounts their credit standards, uh, credit criteria, credit scores, uh, whatever you want to call it. And so credit scores and uh, standards have gone up significantly, and they've remained pretty high the last three or four years. Now, they've, they've eased off a bit. Uh, we're still saying if you've got a score, you know, 720 plus. Now, we, did, we used to say even higher than that, but, it, you know, it has come down a, a little bit, but not a lot. But if you're 720, 730 plus on a FICO score, that's the most popular score, you're in the driving range. Uh, I'd probably say closer to 730 <clears throat> to feel a little bit more comfortable. But um, but they have eased a bit, but uh, it's, it's going to stay high still, for quite a while. I think the memories of, the, of them losing money and, you know, you had default rates as high as 20% in some cases uh, with card issuers where, you know, 20% of their whole portfolio was... And that's come down dramatically now. Off yes. Bad debt. Yes. And uh, so it, it hurts, and I think those memories are going to linger for quite a while. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Curtis Arnold. Uh, he's one of the leading experts in the country on trends in credit and also prepaid debit cards. Um, his website, to find out more about listing of good credit cards, is creditcardperks.com. He's also written a book called How to Profit from Your Credit Cards. We'll be back after this. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Business owners, do you run your business or does your business run you? Put yourself on the road to success by tuning in to Success Unchained with hosts Anthony and Julie McGloin. At last, discover how to overcome your biggest challenges, take control of your business, and achieve the results you've always dreamed of. Find out how with our resident master business coach and world-class guest experts. Transform the nine key areas of your business and unchain your true potential. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. 
If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Listen for exclusive clips from Oprah's upcoming Super Soul Sunday series on Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Then be sure to watch Oprah's Super Soul Sunday on OWN Network TV at 11 a.m. 10 Central every Sunday. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answers Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Curtis Arnold. He's one of the leading experts in the country on credit and prepaid debit cards. Uh, the website to find out more about it is creditcardperks.com. Uh, and also we're going to talk about bestprepaiddebitcards.com. Welcome back to the show, Curtis. Hey, thank you, Jordan. Good to be back. So let's get into some of the specific cards that you like and some of the features that are being offered today. Because it's still a very competitive market and all these cards are trying to stand out uh, one way or the other. And you did a recent analysis of some of the best cards you like. And let's go through some of them and what you think makes them particularly uh, attractive. Uh, one of the first ones you talk about is the Discover It card. So what makes that one so good? Well, and by the way, this is a half, what we call a halftime report. We do two of these annual surveys uh, a year. And we do have one coming out, I think, later this week on holiday offers. Uh, card issuers get real aggressive in the holidays. That has not come out, but you can check back on, on creditcardperks.com. But so this was this is uh, back in August, but uh, these offers still apply. So I wanted to explain that. Sure. Now, Discover it. This is the old Discover card, and they rebranded it and and, and enhanced it in a lot of ways, and uh, have called it calling it the Discover it card now, and it's got five uh, percent cashback promos now. Um, and so those are obviously that depends, you know, on the, that's not a five percent across the board, but in, for certain types of purchases. Um, and then you get uh, this is interesting, um, humane customer service. They're promising on this card with U.S. customer service agents. So if that matters to you. Uh, <laughs> Which is, Have you uh, tested it out? Does it work? Are they different than other customer service agents or other cards? Well, I am a dis- I try to try all these cards out as many as I can anyway, and I have noticed Discover does, because uh, I usually get someone up in Utah, but they do great, give great service. So that I think that's one thing that distinguishes them. Now, they still offer, if you go online and want to redeem for gift cards, you can increase your rebate. And so that program is, is still uh, is still there, 
and um, it, it's not quite as lucrative, lucrative as it was a few years ago, but you, you can make your, uh, instead of getting cold cash, you can make your rebate go further and stretch it if you do gift cards. Um, Discover in, in general, good holiday what, what, promos typically, so be looking for that. Uh, but anyway, that, it, so that's a good cash back card. It's it's been or you know, Discover pioneered the whole cash back credit card rage and craze, and so they still are in, in a, a forerunner in that that area. In general, why, when is it best to go for a rebate card where you're getting cash back? When is that the best strategy to use? Well, you know, rebate cards are very popular, uh, but they need to be for folks who are paying off their balance in full. Now, that a lot of consumer advocates will preach that. I go above and beyond that, and I say not only for folks who pay their balance off in full every month, but also for folks that can strictly stick to their monthly budget. Because, Jordan, these cards are, are great. I love them. I've used them for years, and I've gotten a lot of cash back and perks over the years. Uh, I talk about it in my book. But they are designed to get us to spend more. I mean, this, this is not free money. Uh, my dad used to say, he, was, he taught me fifth and sixth grade history, Jordan, and we went to a small school, and he say, kids, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. And the truth be told on these reward cards is that we as consumers pay for the rewards. <laughs> uh, newsflash, the, the banks aren't doing this out of the goodness of their heart. And these cards are designed to make you spend more because the more you spend, the more mer- fees they collect from merchants um, called interchange. And it's very lucrative. And so every time you swipe and use your plastic, that merchant that you, you're swapping your plastic out when you're doing your Christmas shopping is paying a fee to your credit card company for taking that plastic. And so you've got to be very disciplined using reward cards uh, because even if you're paying off your balance every month, if you're blowing your monthly budget, you're still digging yourself a hole. Now, there's you know, been a change. January, when the credit card bills come to roost, you're going to be in a bond. There has been a change with the interchange fees, wasn't it? Uh, there was a, a lawsuit in the settlement with MasterCard and Visa. How, how is that affecting uh, the fees and ultimately what passes down to consumers? Well, the, uh, there was, there's been some legislation. Initially, the legislation was on debit cards, and it, it limited uh, you know, the interchange fees, the merchant fees. Um, then we had some, uh, some you know, laws earlier this year that were passed on credit cards where the merchant can charge an extra fee to take plastic. Um, I think it's, been, it's created a ripple, but I wouldn't say a, a significant ripple with, uh, you know, across the board with any major retailers. Uh, but it has uh, kind of helped keep things in check. And so that, you know, on the reward side, basically the, the merchant is paying a fee. Part of that fee is passed on to the consumer, which is a reward card user like myself or you. You know, so basically all the bank's doing, that your credit card company's doing, is passing part of that fee that they collect on to you, their customer as a form of, you know, uh, a rebate. And so that's your rebate. It's just part of the merchant fee. So I think, you know, if, if there's any more developments, it, it could curtail reward card usage. But right now it hasn't created a big impact. Uh, there's still some very aggressive reward uh, offers out there, bonus sign-up offers in the market, like you say, is still very competitive. But, you know, we, we need to watch legislation, though, because that, that can change things. 
One of the other ones you like is the Capital One Rewards card. How is that one better in the reward space? Well, Cap One, um, they used to be associated with more of the subprime cards, and so that was years ago. So they've tried to distance themselves from that and associate it with more you know, prime customers, basically customers with good credit they're going after. And so the venture cards are, are, are really, they've got a good reputation. Uh, you can earn two miles per dollar on uh, purchases that can be redeemed. And they've really, Capital One's really focused on um, simplicity and not having a lot of rules. And so they've done a good job at that by giving you flexibility and, uh, and keeping it simple. So they allow you to redeem your points for, you know, any airline. They don't restrict you on that. And you can cash in your points, um, you know, when you're, say you book through Travelocity or something, you can go ahead and cash in your, your points at checkout. And, uh, and they have a purchase eraser tool um, that's pretty cool. It works with real prices instead of inflated frequent flyer uh, mile prices. And we've heard good things about their new purchase eraser tool. And by the way, they've also got, uh, it came out, I think, earlier, it's been about a year ago, but the Capital One Spark card, S-P-A-R-K, is their new cashback card, and it is really best of breed because uh, it gives, and this is kind of a third of in the, uh, the cashback space, at least these days anyway, it gives a 2% uh, overall cashback rebate. And that's across the board, and that's without any uh, without any tiers or you know hoops to jump through. So Capital One Spark we like on uh, on credit card perks as well. Now in the low interest area, you recommend the Barclay Card Ring. Uh, how does that compare on the low interest rate side? Yeah, um, Barclay uh, kind of a late runner or late comer to the uh, the credit card market in the U.S., but they've uh, they're based in uh, you know Europe and England and stuff, but they have uh, come into this market with a vengeance, and so they really wanted to kind of try to shake the market up here in the states. And uh, they're the second year that we've uh, I think we've recognized them, but they've maintained an eight eight percent. It is a variable APR, but truth truth be told, Jordan, all your cards are you know these days thanks to the Card Act, etc., have become variable. In uh, the prime weight hasn't moved, so it's eight percent, which is an amazing rate, especially for a big issuer. Simmons Bank here in Arkansas, I will note, is still and has been for years seven point two five percent. But with Simmons, you've got to have not just good credit, but sterling credit, excellent credit. They're very picky. They're going to make you go through uh, several hoops to get their card. Uh, and typically, Simmons is not going to give a really big credit line. But Barclays being a bigger issuer, it's, probably, it's not going to be a, as selective, um, and 8% still ain't shabby. So, you know, the average interest rate now is still in the 12 13% rate, I think, last time I checked on, on card ratings. So 8%, but they also um, do, they don't charge you for balance transfers, which we can get into that later, Jordan, but... Almost all your cards now charge for you to transfer a balance, and that's just reality. Now it's not a it's not a teaser rate. It's gonna you're, they're gonna transfer you're gonna transfer that balance if you get the Barclay card to their current purchase APR, which is eight percent. But still a good deal if you've got you know 
balance on a 15%, 20% card, you're going to save a lot of money. You're not going to pay a, a fee up front. So it's that, that, and it also has, um, they use a kind of a, a crowd um, thing where basically their card members can, can make suggestions um, on how to improve the card. That's where that ring comes into, that word ring comes into play. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's uh, you know, you've heard of crowdfunding and crowdsourcing. That's kind of the rage. Yes. They yes. apply that to the credit card market. Um, and so it's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, and you do get some rewards uh, with this card as well. So not a bad deal. Very good. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Curtis Arnold. Uh, he is one of the leading experts on credit and debit cards. Uh, the website to find out more about the credit cards we talked about is creditcardperks.com. Um, and left after the break, we're going to talk more about the whole prepaid debit card market. So we'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Curtis Arnold. He's one of the leading experts on credit and debit cards in America. Welcome back to the show, Curtis. Hey, thanks, Jordan. So you launched a site uh, somewhat recently called BestPrepaidDebitCards.com. Tell me why you felt there was a need for that site and what was your driving force behind uh, starting it. Yeah, BestPrepaidDebitCards.com are really excited um, 
You know, Jordan, coming out of the credit card background, we card ratings um, and credit card perks, we, we pioneered the whole concept of rating credit cards. Uh, gosh, it's been 15, 20 years ago. No one was doing it online. Of course, now it's, you know, very popular, and we have a lot of competitors. But what we had not focused on on the creditcardperks.com was on um, the debit card space and prepaid card space as much. You know, we had a uh, have a really a small section, but we felt like this section was very important to highlight, and and it because these cards are growing in popularity due to several reasons, and because th- these cards really uh, target folks with bad or no credit. And Jordan, as you know, as a consumer advocate, uh, folks with bad or poor credit often are folks that can least afford uh, to pay fees. And, and it's not ironic at all that the prepaid card industry has become very synonymous with high fees. And, um, and so we wanted to help level the playing field and no small uh, goal. We wanted to help transform this industry. And because no one else was really focused entirely on this space, um, you know. What were some of the fees out there? Sites. Do what? Just give, give us a sense of what some of the high fees are in the prepaid debit card space. Yeah, well, let's talk numbers. Um, when we got into this this space, uh, it's been less than a year ago when we started founding bestprepaiddebitcards.com. We saw, you know, you hear all these celebrity prepaid cards on uh, on late night infomercials or whatnot. Uh, Justin Bieber uh, has even got one, and he got paid, by the way, a few million bucks for just uh, endorsing that card and putting his face on it. Um, so it's very lucrative. But you've got, uh, you know, gosh, the Rush card um, is is out there. Russell Simmons. You've got Magic Johnson. It's become the Kardashian sisters uh, a few years ago had a prepaid card. Um, and so it's become very popular. And the reason is, is because, again, it's lucrative. And so, you know, there's fees uh, for starting the card or activating it. We've seen fees as high as 20 bucks just for getting a card and activating. And then we got monthly fees that they, they add on top of that. And, you know, it can be anywhere from a few bucks up to, you know, $10, $10 a month, if, you know, or higher. Uh, and then you've got load fees. And so every time you go to load money on that card, because um, you've got you've got to load money because it's not a credit card. Um, and so how much ever you load on or put on the card becomes, you know, you're able to go out and spend that just like you would with a credit card because uh, it's got typically got a Visa, American Express, or MasterCard logo. But so there's load fees. And then there are uh, a lot of fees you don't see on credit cards. Uh, you know, to use a live customer service, uh, we talked about Discover and them pride themselves on their customer service. Well, a lot of these prepaid cards, if you use a live agent, you're going to ding you with a fee. Uh, if you get a monthly statement in the mail, ding you with the fee. The list goes on and on, and it's a it's a it's an unregulated industry. Um, so uh, we're excited to be part of, uh, of exposing the. And there are some good apples. There's a lot of bad apples, but exposing those bad apples, uh, we did a big infographic, and we said you know celebrity credit card smackdown. And we compared the fees on some of these, you know, well-known celebrity prepaid cards, and and try and exposed them. Market Watch liked it. They picked it that our infographic up and did a 
an expose, if you will, a couple months ago, and and uh, one of the cards we picked on was the Rush card, and Russell Simmons is, uh, I think I read online on Wikipedia that his uh, net worth is four hundred fifty million ish, and uh, he didn't like us picking on his card, <laughs> uh, so he did a defense of the card uh, on Yahoo Finance soon thereafter. But um, we felt good about it, and uh, anyway, I won't go into it, but it created a bit of a ripple effect, and uh, we're hoping to do more of that down the road. When is it appropriate for somebody to get a prepaid debit card? When does it make sense as a consumer to do that? Well, you know, these cards can make sense. I mean, even though they've historically been associated with, uh, with high fees, they do have several uh, things going for them. Um, number one, you can't get yourself in credit card debt. Uh, and so you load on there $1,000, you go out and spend $1,000 Christmas shopping, the money's gone. And so that's, uh, that's a bit of a reassurance to a lot of folks that have gotten them trouble, themselves in trouble with credit cards, which has affected obviously millions and millions of consumers. So, you know, get what you, put on what you spend and that's all you got. So that's a great concept. Uh, great for college students if your parent wants to load money as an allowance, and just a convenient way uh, you can do it online. To uh, and then they, you know you can monitor your son or daughter's spending. Um, there's a lot of applications for these cards we're finding, even amongst retirees. We wrote an article on best prepaid debit cards about you know uh, senior citizens and being able to use these uh, these cards effectively. So. It, it can make sense in a lot of cases to use a, uh, a prepaid card. I just went to Haiti, and uh, I was a little nervous about taking a credit card down there, and not a lot of people down there take credit. But let's say you're going to the Caribbean or wherever, um, and you need just a safety card, and you don't want to take your credit card for fear it might, you know, what happens if it gets lost or stolen, etc. And so loading some money on a prepaid card in that situation can make a lot of sense. So there's a lot of situations where it does make sense. We've had some big issuers. Uh, the big boys have traditionally stayed out of the prepaid card space, but we've had some uh, big big issuers that have gotten into the space recently, American Express being one of them. Uh, Chase has a prepaid card now called Liquid. That's a, that's a good card, lower fees. And so the big boys have helped lower the fees because a lot of these prepaid cards, uh, in fact, Russell Simmons kind of pioneered the whole prepaid card space a little over 10 years ago, to, and to his credit. Um, but a lot of these issuers typically have been, uh, you know, banks or financial institutions that were smaller or, or unheard of. And so as this industry has, has really taken off and exploded, and see, we are seeing explosion in growth. Part of that, by the way, Jordan, is fueled by this anti-bank sentiment, the whole uh, you know, boycott Wall Street or Occupy Wall Street sentiment that is still very much alive amongst consumers. To sit, because now when you get a, a company like American Express marketing a prepaid card, they're saying that their card can basically take the place of your bank account, that you can pay bills through their card, you can pay checks. It becomes your de facto bank account without having a bank account, and it's a way to kind of snub your nose at the banking system. Now, truth be told, it is issued by a financial institution, but yeah. it's not a traditional banking account relationship by any stretch, and... uh 
for people that are just that don't want to go, you know, to their traditional branch bank and make deposits. Um, it's a very interesting uh, tool, and they've really made a, these prepaid cards much more flexible, and they can do a lot more things than they, they, they could previously. One of the things you have on your site is what you call credit building cards. Uh, if this is not uh, really building your credit, it's not a um, credit card, how is a prepaid debit card helping you build your credit? Well, now, prepaid cards, that's one of the downsides. Uh, there's been a couple of exceptions with this over the years where a prepaid card would help you build credit. Um, but those cards, as far as I know, Euphoria was one of them years ago, have gone by the wayside. So what we're doing on bestprepaiddebitcards.com, we want to focus on, and this is true on, on card ratings, the best cards to rebuild your credit are secured credit cards from a consumer standpoint point in terms of you know lower fees, et cetera. And so we want to say, hey, you, your credit may be trash. You may have no credit, but here is an alternative if you want to build credit to, to do so. Uh, and, it, and we want to introduce folks to secured credit cards because a lot of consumers, when you say prepaid card, they think of a secured card. There's a lot of different connotations, a gift card, um, reloadable card. So a lot of these terms are used interchangeably. Uh, gift cards, by the way, we're going to cover them too on bestprepaiddebitcards.com, but you know they're expected to continue to surge in popularity going into the holiday season. Um, so, so we try to offer folks, you know, say, hey, here's the difference in all these kind of prepaid cards. If you want to build your credit, most people do, or rebuild it, you know, here are some secured cards that can do that for you, and we're going to, you know, rate and, and offer those uh, on the site. So that's, that's the deal with that. Now, one of the ones you specifically point out is what's called the Bluebird card, which is the American Express card. What's so advantageous about that one? Well, Bluebird uh, launched about a year ago, and they did a big uh, American Express, and this is very interesting, this, this is... Uh, you know, proof that this market is becoming uh, just huge because American Express has always, Jordan, as you know, prided themselves on being, uh, you know, associated with people that are um, have great credit and above average income. And I would argue that they've <laughs> been, you know, stuck their nose up a little bit in the air to consumers historically that had bad credit. Um and I use an Amex card myself. But they have gotten away from that and realized that these prepaid cards are, are becoming increasingly popular. So they said, hey, it's time for us to change our business model, to take our nose, you know, quit snubbing it, and because this is a big market. And so they announced a big partnership with Walmart. Well, their cards are exclusively marketed um, through Walmart. Now, we, we have them on, on best prepaid debit cards, too. But if you want to go, you know, to the brick and mortar, that's where you go. And they are careful not to market it as a prepaid card. They say this is a checking and debit alternative. If you're tired of credit cards, you're tired of dealing, like I said, with the banks, you've looked at debit cards. Debit cards have their own problems as well, um, which we are building out our best prepaid on, on bestprepaiddebitcards.com. We will cover debit cards as well. They're still building that out. But anyway, they're saying, hey, you want an alternative, you want something new, something different, meet Bluebird. 
and it's pretty slick. Um, it, the uh, on the fee side, there's no monthly fees. Prepaid cards traditionally have always had monthly fees. There's no uh, overdraft fees. No minimum balance required that you have to maintain to avoid a fee. Um, they've got, you know, Amex has traditionally always been associated with great perks and features and benefits. No different with the new Bluebird. Uh, they offer, you know, direct deposit where you can deposit your paycheck, uh, online bill pay. So you can actually pay bills through Bluebird. Of course, you got ATM access. Um, now, it's noteworthy that just like with any other American Express card, Bluebird only can be accepted for purchases where American Express is accepted. So a lot of smaller yes. merchants don't take Amex. I see. And it's no different with Bluebird. But okay. uh, anyway, so the features go on and on. they got purchase protection. They, um, you know, if you lost something typically, I think it's lost or lost goods or stolen goods, damage, uh, sub-accounts where you can add people from your family, uh, have cards for them. So it's really interesting, and uh, it's worth checking out, uh, you know, as, as a way to, you know, if you're looking for something different, uh, some way that you, you can pay um, everyday expenses and bills. And uh, it's um, it's really, like I said, from a fee standpoint, very minimal fees on this thing. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money After Show. My guest this hour is Curtis Arnold. As you can tell, he's one of the leading experts on both credit and prepaid debit cards in America. A website you can find out more about the credit card side is creditcardperks.com. On the debit card side, it's bestprepaiddebitcards.com. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Think of the world... 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America.
whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour, Curtis Arnold, is a leading expert on credit and debit cards. Uh, His website to find out about credit cards is creditcardperks.com. To find out about debit cards, bestprepaiddebitcards.com. Welcome back to the show, Curtis. Hey, thanks, Jordan. So we're in the season for gift cards. So what should people look out for, and what are some ways of getting good gift cards, and what kind of fees are involved, and what are some things you should, should wash out on gift cards? Yeah, gift cards are, uh, ob- during the holidays, obviously are huge. Um, they've grown in popularity the last several years. Um, some of the things that uh, consumer advocates have harped on you know, in terms of inactivity fees and, uh, you know, what happens and other fees um, associated with gift cards have uh, curtailed, um, partly due to, you know, consumer advocates like myself uh, bringing exposure to that. And um, also just because the market has been, become more com- competitive. And so there's even, um, we mentioned America Express earlier, and I don't want to just talk about them, but they even have business gift cards <laughs> that you can give employees and uh, include a custom message, add your logo. Um, but on the consumer side, um, gosh, you got gift cards now that you can add your add a photo, um, anything you want. You've got e-gift cards that you can send in minutes uh, electronically. You can personalize these things with your names. And on the fee side, um, the fees are uh, are overall much more bearable. Um, you know, the, for example, the, the Amex card has they advertise no monthly fees and no lost value. But as you get a gift card, you do want to um, to look at you know does this how long will this card remain active? Uh, the hopeful answer is it has no expiration date, but uh, you still want to verify that. And what happens if it does uh, become inactive in terms of the fees? And so um, you still want to, and we're building out on bestprepaiddebitcards.com, um, we're building out our gift card section, but it's still under construction. Um, but we there's a lot of choices, and the, the downside with gift cards these days is not so much the fees, but as you know, Jordan, a lot of these gift cards are given during the holidays as a, uh, you know, for folks like myself that aren't into shopping, they're, they're easy. But a lot of their value of these cards that you load on the cards, the balance, if you will, is not used. Um, and so you've got billions of dollars on cards, gift cards, that, Never gets used, or you know, you use, you give it as a gift. Let's say a twenty-five dollar gift card, and someone will use it for a gift for twenty dollars and change, 
and then you've got a balance, you know, a few bucks that, that just sits there and never gets So b- banks assume that. That's the way they make money on these things is by the, that money never getting redeemed, basically. Yeah, and so that's, that's very, very lucrative. Um, so I would just encourage you to, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're still really popular, but honestly, <laughs> for myself, they're a hassle. Because a lot of us get these gift cards, they get stuck in our wallet or purse, and like I say, we either lose them or we don't redeem all of them or forget about them. So, so you're saying a prepaid debit card is better than a gift card, actually, is a way of doing the same thing. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think the uh, the prepaid cards you should consider as an alternative or, you know, just writing a check and giving cash. I mean, I, I mean that doesn't sound popular, but really... It's the most cost-effective thing to do, yeah. and I don't know. I mean, it just saves. <laughs> it I, seems to be easier. I just want to mention something else you've written about in the past, which is uh, so-called peer-to-peer lending uh, as a way of borrowing. Is that still popular? Is that a good way to borrow if you don't want to pay high interest rate on credit cards? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up peer-to-peer lending, and uh, it has really exploded since because I haven't been on your show in a year or two. But um, it's it's gone a bit pretty pretty mainstream to be honest uh and really taken off um, you know google's even got into the mix in terms of from an investment side uh so you've got two dominant players lendingclub.com that i've worked with for years that I, I don't get paid a dime from them but i and i don't borrow money from them what i do is invest as an investor into their uh system and get paid a uh, really good rate of return. So instead of getting a typical half percent or less that we're getting in our savings accounts these days, Jordan, I'm getting, you know, consistently over the last several years, eight, nine plus percent returns. And it's, been and it's better for the borrowers as well. Both the savers and the borrowers get yeah, lower risks. The, borrowers, than get the rates are typically lower. Uh, and Prosper.com is the other one. But they're typically lower than a lot of bank loans, personal loans. Uh, so, then they advertise this and they have data to back it up. So, they're, on the consumer or the borrower side, the rates are typically lower. The underwriting is often, our underwriting is a fancy word for the credit standards, are typically less. Now, they, they do have credit standards. And with Prosper and Lending Club, it's about 640 ish that you've got to have on your credit score uh, to qualify. And they are going to, you know, as a borrower, if you have a 640 credit score, you may get approved. But you are going to get stuck with a, definitely with a higher rate, uh, you know, 15, 20% plus range. But a lot of banks, you know, these days with all the credit crunch and, and the tight borrowing, they would just snub their nose at you. Yeah. So, so that is a way of getting loans that you might not be able to get uh, otherwise. Yeah. And Very it is, good. It's great. I mean, so it, I just, it cuts the banks out of the process. Why let the banks make all the money, Jordan? Absolutely. Well, very good. My guest this hour has been uh, Curtis Arnold. Uh, He's clearly a leading expert on credit and prepaid debit cards. Again, to find out more about the best credit cards out there, the website is creditcardperks.com. And to find out more about the best prepaid debit cards, it's bestprepaiddebitcards.com. You've given us a very good overview of what's happening in the market. So thanks so much for being on the Money Answer Show, Curtis. Hey, my pleasure, Jordan. Thank you. Thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of the Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now.
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 